Welcome to Crime and Reason on Talk Zone, bringing you the backstory in high-profile crimes that television leaves out. Now, here are the hosts of Crime and Reason, John Kelly and Leo Badenhausen. Welcome back, everyone. Good evening. This is Crime and Reason. It's great to be back. Hope you're well. My name is Leo Battenhausen. Good evening. John Kelly here. Hope you're all well. Yeah, I hope you're all doing well. We've got a unpleasant topic tonight, but one that certainly needs to be addressed. We, uh, we started talking last week a little bit about pedophilia. You know, in this show, we're going to cover um, the presence, the power, the prevalence, and the various faces of pedophilia we're hearing about today, uh, both you know in the news and you know over uh, around around the country, including Canada, we're going to feature who Canada has con- called or considered their most evil, worst pedophilia person ever, James Alfred Cooper. James Alfred Cooper. We're going to get to him. Yeah, uh, he'll be coming up. Yeah, he is coming up. But first, John, I want to know if you heard about. This new uh, expose that came out, um, a Hollywood uh, pedophilic, pedof- Hollywood's pedophilia epidemic has been exposed um, in a new movie called An Open Secret by um, Amy, Ber- Amy Berg. Yep, Amy Berg. She was a candidate uh, for an Oscar a while back. Yes, she was Oscar nominated. Yeah. yeah. Um, she did this documentation that's, I guess, recently come out, you know, throwing open the curtains of a, an alleged, alleged pedophilic ring of convicted and accused molesters linked to lavish fueled party, fu- drug fueled parties in California at some Encino mansion headquarters, you know, where all the uh, top executives of Hollywood uh, would gather and meet and uh, and get their way with these potential Hollywood uh, stars that uh, came looking for fame as children, okay? And they'd have to go through this process, you know. Can you imagine these young kids going out there with all the dreams of becoming a Hollywood star of some sort, you know, and they don't know what to do. They're, they're coming from who knows where, and they get a hold of these high-powered executives and producers, get a hold of these kids, and they tell them this is what you have to do to 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 become famous, and this is the game you play. But they groom them, John. They groom them first, and the, sometimes the families I hear have moved into these homes as well. That's what she talks about in this in this in this uh, uh, document document documentation. Documentary, yes, documentary. Yeah. We got it. Yeah, you know she uh, she brings the, these. Uh, she brings it out in her uh, documentary, and it's called an open secret. And I think it's going to be really good. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing it. Um, you know, and uh, she talks about what went on at uh, you know an Encino Mansion headquarters. Right. You know, going back a couple of decades ago, even and. You know, how there were some major, major Hollywood players involved in um, child abuse. And, you know, they um, they actually not only had families staying at lavish houses, but they have an apartment complex that has about 1,100 uh, apartments in it. And it's right over the hill there in Burbank. And, you know, they would put families and uh, child actors up in these apartments. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, while they were auditioning and filming, I mean, they even put child models in there. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's just honest to God, unbelievable. You know, you 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 look at these families, <clears throat> and I've known one or two that really believe that if their child is very successful at acting and is a good actor, that their life is going to be made for them. And they're going to be rich, and they're going to be famous, and they're going to be powerful. And I've seen parents take very young kids um, very early on to, uh, you know, these different uh, casting situations to try and get gigs uh, with these various uh, TV shows and various uh, movies that are being made. And what happens is... You have the parents pushing the child. The child believes this is what the parent wants. Right, right. They're all and, built up. Yeah, it gets all built up, and the kid wants it, wants to please the parents, so then off they go. And if they're lucky enough or unlucky enough to end up in uh, one of these situations, things can go bad really quickly, you know? I mean, these yeah. guys, like you said, they, they condition these families, these kids, I mean, you have pedophiles in very high places, as we know. And that's yeah. really strange. Like, you know, with, with, with this particular movie and what's, uh, what uh, Berg is talking about, it sounds like these are all boys that these guys are focusing on. I don't see them there. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I'm looking at a very limited amount of information here. But, uh, you know, this has to happen with girls as well. But it sounds like these these guys, these power mongrels, you know they had this 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 need to to have little boys sexually and at their at their disposal and at their command, and it's scary. Like you said, these kids go there with all these high dreams and hopes, but you know they're going to do what they're told, and, you yeah. know, with no idea of. And like she goes in to talk about these guys, the the, the victims as adults, mm-hmm. and they've all had some kind of trouble in their lives. Look at these child child actors. That you know, grow up to be drug addicts. They grow up to kill themselves. They grow up to be rapists. I mean, the, there's so many you can count. There has to be some connection to that, I would think. Oh yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, they just they just you know focus right on. And like you said, most of these victims here look like young boys. And that's weird, man. I mean, it's it's all creepy. It's all just very creepy. You know, and and yeah, and even Marty Weiss. Um, you know, who was, uh, you know, uh, a big time manager out there. I mean, uh, you know, he, he was convicted or, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, convicted of, uh, molestation, mm-hmm. um, you know, on, on, on several boys and, you know, it looked like from, uh, playing basketball, you know, when they were out playing basketball, I mean, something. Mm-hmm. About, but he, I see where they use pedophile use anything we were talking about last week to be around kids or the basketball court here. You see, he was yeah, out yeah, the basketball court. But he would, they would take him play basketball and ask him all kinds of like really inappropriate sexual uh, questions. Like the one guy was asking the one of the potential child actors, um, hey, you know what a blowjob is? Yeah, how about the, I mean, it, yeah. it, I mean, it's a getty. More raw than that. I mean, this is this is lewd and disgusting. I mean, can you imagine a grown man doing that to a young child? 
You know, I mean, we know it goes on all the time, but it's still so very hard for me, you know, as a grown man to fathom and accept this. You know? Well, I have to agree. And I think for many of us, you know, many adults in America, here, it is very hard to wrap our minds around this. And, and right to think that a grown man would do such a thing and then take advantage of this, this, these young kids. And it just goes on all over the place, and that's just creepy. They have the technique, in, you know, in place, or they do this. Then, then, then you get the kids who idol, you know, the regular, the viewers, okay, the fans of these kids, idolizing this, these stars who apparently seem to have it all. Now, I can't even imagine that, like having the power, fame, and glory and money, yet you're having to be subservient to these demonic creatures, you know, at the on an upper, on a higher level. You know, and what I hear they do is they film all this stuff. So they tell these kids, if you ever go public, we'll expose this on, on you know, on film. Not that's true or not, I'm not sure, but I'm looking into that. But I yeah, can see I that mean, happening. Could, yeah, they could set that up and say, look, at you talk to anybody about this, we're going to ruin your career. That's it. They hold the strings. They yeah. hold all the strings. And here are these, you know, regular people are fans of these these stars. They don't know what they're going through. It, it all is so twisted. You know, what are we really looking at here? You know, and um, some of these people that get to be famous, it, it's hard. If we, I mean, I wonder sometimes, how are they so famous? There's not much going on there, you know, as far as talent. But I guess, you know, you can you can decorate anyone to uh, to do uh, what, you know, with good producing and good technology. But then when you hear them talk, like on a talk show or something, it's they're they're very empty. There's nothing there. So, yeah, it's very it's it's it's. Really, very sad. I mean, uh, there's uh, there's one victim called Evan H. Uh, he didn't want to give his last name. He secretly recorded this wise guy confessing to his park assaults, and Weiss insisted that the 11 year old was asking for it. Okay. I mean, come on. I know, yeah. But this goes on with these pedophiles and their sick minds, sick, distorted thinking. Exactly. You know, the child was asking for it. Yeah. We know an 11 year old is asking for this, correct? You know, come on. But that's the thing. And these men, they'll, they'll do everything they can to cover it up and they take it to court and they lie and they're just, the, the, these are the bottom feeders of the bottom feeders in this country. You know, and, just to pull the strings. It's very sick what's happened and probably has been going on for a long time in Hollywood. We all heard, have heard of the casting couch. You know, I think just, this just takes it to a more disgusting level of, um, you know, what goes on out there. So, but keep an eye out for that movie, folks. I think it'll be very good to, to, to see an, an open secret. It might be out already. I'm not sure. That's the title, an open secret. Um, yeah, if you've got the you've got the money, you've got the power, you got the prestige, you can hire the big attorneys, you know, uh, try to settle it on the hush hush, you know, or go yeah. to court and try and be. I mean, that's what you're up against. I mean, you know, uh, when you're out there, you know, you're up against the power. Well, you are, John. And if they have videos of this, of what you're doing. You, what are you going to do? You're going to expose yourself in a situation like that to, you know, they've got you either way, coming and going. Yeah. It's yeah, really, yeah. really sick. And, um, you know, what, what young, uh, celebrity is going to openly put that out there? You know, 
No wonder they, the suicide rates are what they are with some of these people and the drug abuse and the alcoholism. I mean, how do you live with that? You know, that's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. Uh, that's never really been tied in, but that's very, very possible. Sure, right. And, uh, and even probable when you see what uh, some of these young, you know, wannabes uh, have to go through. I mean, they want to be a star. They want to make their parents happy. Uh, and they'll pretty much... You know, do what they have to do to be successful. And then you've got this guy who's, uh, you know, much older, much more mature, much more manipulative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's warming them up and conditioning them. And, uh, you know, it's just very, it's just very sad. I, I, I can't wait to see this doc. I think this documentary is really going to have heads turning. And I wouldn't be surprised if she wins an Oscar for this one because she was in contention for her last one. I forget exactly what it was, but she was in contention for it. Yeah, that was uh, Deliver Us From Evil. Yeah, they're about happened. the priest. Yeah, the yeah. priest. There it Correct, is. Correct, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so, you look, got it. Yeah. You know, she's got her... She's got her finger on the pulse of this stuff. So um, let's hope she, she does get, she gets some nominations here and does win because this is really, it's just important that people know this. And I don't think a lot of, a lot of America knows this goes on, you know, in, in Hollywood. Like you said, these kids go there with high hopes. They get all this money, all this fame, and yet they have somebody, um, at, like the, controlling them, pulling their strings and, able to manipulate them with the with the threat of exposure exposing them exactly and you know kudos too to uh jane yamato i'm sorry jin yamato who's that that uh, wrote this piece you know? oh yeah i mean she wrote the piece so you know it's really uh it's really important that this stuff stays out there in the public eye i mean it was done with the catholic church uh, we've obviously started seeing some change, and now it needs to happen in Hollywood as well. We need to see them clean this stuff up. Mm-hmm, we do. Otherwise, it's just that this this level and cycle of abuse just continues and continues. We're going to see more, you know, devastated human beings that were once popular actors or actresses, you know, going the wayside of uh you know, who knows what. I mean, I think if they are drinking and drugging, it, it's because they just don't know how to handle, you know, this conflict of I'm famous and I have all these fans and money, yet I have to perform and, and be controlled by this creep, you know, in a suit. Very weird. Very weird. I can't, I can't imagine that. I having to, to put up with that or live like that myself. All right, John. Well, we'll I think we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, let's talk about um, Canada's worst pedophile, James Alfred Cooper. You won't want to miss this, so uh, stick around, please. We are raising a generation of techno-savvy and social media-obsessed kids. There's a lack of real human connection and concern for our fellow man. Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death by licensed clinical social worker Leo J. Battenhausen explores the new generation of young people and how they are turning into godless people with narcissistic and psychopathic tendencies. Americans have become so obsessed with themselves that their country's once great bedrock of dignity and respect is crumbling from underneath 
underneath us right before our eyes. Isn't it time that we regained our confidence in spirituality and the existence of a higher power? This and so much more is explored in the book Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death by licensed clinical social worker Leo J. Battenhausen. Social Side is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, FaithBooksAndMore.com, and SocialSideInfo.com. Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death by Leo J. Battenhausen. Extra Health Care Services was founded in 1991 by Executive Director John Kelly. Our outpatient drug and alcohol counseling centers provide an individualized approach to treatment with a strong emphasis on building self-esteem in our clients and helping empower them to take effective control of their lives. Our program has had an extremely high success rate because our board-certified and licensed counselors and psychologists design a program just for you or your family member to help deal with alcohol and drug abuse. We specialize in addictive illness in both adults and adolescents. Our entire team is committed to helping you or a family member become healthy. Our alcohol and drug abuse counseling centers are located in Middlesex, Monmouth, and Union Counties with both day and evening appointments available. Call 732-721-3835 or email us at info at extracarehealth.com. That's 732-721-3835 or info at extracarehealth.com. Now, back to John and Leo for more Crime and Reason on TalkZone.com. We're talking about the various faces of pedophiles tonight. This is going right into um, Canada's worst pedophile ever, uh, James Alfred Cooper, which uh, I guess John's done some profiling on. I've done some research on. Let's talk about this creep, John. Yeah, what I makes, mean... What makes I mean, him the worst? <laughs> yeah, James Alfred Cooper is like the uh, face of evil, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, this guy was uh, just so uh, horrendous. This guy was just not a pedophile. But this guy was a pedophilic sadist. Okay, this guy derived pleasure not from only sexually abusing the children, for her also from har- from harming them and having power and control over them. But this guy I mean, this- did some really sick stuff. We'll get to that, but right? So he's yeah. power and control driven, huh? more so than the, the Hollywood folks we were talking about before. I think that's more sexual. Am I right about that? Yeah, that's more uh, subtly, if you will, uh, sexual compared to this guy. Yeah, okay. I mean, this guy's a real sadist. I mean, he derives a lot of uh, pleasure from seeing these kids humiliated and in pain and at the same time sexually indulging himself with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, this guy first came on the scene around 1969. His first marriage, uh, which ended in divorce, where he had a son and a daughter, uh, and the court papers were actually sealed. And uh, Cooper, Mr. Uh, James Alfred Cooper, never had contact with these, uh, with his son and daughter ever again. I mean, this lady actually uh, took off. I mean, she had had enough on yeah. enough of yeah. him. But anyway, uh, this guy, um, you know, uh, went through hundreds 
they're saying hundreds and hundreds of hours of counseling. He's trying to, he's trying to uh, get paroled from a 30 year sentence in Canada. Um, you well, can know, I, can I, I just got, I yeah. gotta quote this. I know he got sentenced to 30 years, right? That was the, that was the longest sentence ever given for this type of crime yeah, in Canada. That's right. That's right. The judge said, this is Judge Nick Borkovich. Judge Nick Borkovich, he said, when he got convicted, you are a low-down, mean, despicable, evil manifestation of a human being that preys on little children. <laughs> it can't the, get any worse than that. That's I mean, the devil. That's the devil. He's found guilty of 16 counts of sexually and physically abusing five girls and one boy between the ages of 7 and 14. Then he was sentenced to 30 years. Okay. So now he's trying to get parole, which is where you uh, were talking right there. Yeah, and and guaranteed, there's more than 16 counts here if you read this piece. Of course. Piece, you know, and this piece came from the uh, Hamilton Spectator. Spectator. Yeah, but anyway, um, you know, he preyed on uh, five children living under his roof and a neighbor's child. Um, you know, they, for one of the first times ever, Toronto police issued... Uh, a rare public safety warning on this guy back in the day. Uh, he's sitting now supposedly in a wheelchair trying to get paroled. You know, I found with these guys, the old, he's 76 years old. The older they get, the worse they get. I, I honestly, I don't see them getting better. I really don't. They don't especially get better, this John. type of guy. Especially know, this type of guy. You we know? know they don't get better. When he got com- convicted, the judge asked him, why did you do it? He said, I don't know. I mean, but that was before hundreds of hours of counseling, and he still doesn't know. No, no, he doesn't know. And um, he ended up, you know, uh, meeting this woman by the name of uh, Patricia, and he ended up marrying Patricia. Um, the problem uh, that happened was that Patricia also had three small children. Now, you know, what happens is these guys love to look for women that mm-hmm. already have kids. So he met Patricia. She was divorced. She had three small children. Uh, she really liked him. She felt he was very charming. But, you know, the other part of this guy, and I don't know, we don't have any information on this. There's no information on the piece, is that this guy had money. And I don't know where he got this money because you would wonder how somebody like this, you know, as diabolical as this guy, could have money. But she said she really liked him because he was charming and had money. But see, you're right. We don't know where the money came from. We also don't know about his past. There's really nothing given about his past. So he might have been left a lot of money. I don't know what you know what his deal was before um this you know the first crimes were being noticed so in 1969 Yeah, he was involved. Get this. This guy had a real estate business. This is when Patricia met him. He had a real estate business. He also had uh an antique store which we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. Uh he also had a farm. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, so this guy had some bucks. He got some bucks, uh, you know, from somewhere. But what he did is he started to go to work on these three children, and it was just horrendous what he would do to them. 
Um, you know, he would uh, beat them, uh, you know, constantly in front of the other kids. He would demean them in front of the other kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he spanked their bottoms with a thick belt. Yeah. All were very what's, afraid of them. What's that other kind of belt to use? That's uh, I forget what it's called. Yeah, like a whip. Yeah, it's got like hooks like in it whip. or something. Yeah, ugh, jeez. You know, um, he really, really went to work on these kids. Um, one girl uh, by the name of Eileen. Um, you know, he uh, demanded oral sex from her. Uh, he threatened to kill her if she told. Right. He had a gun collection. He would brandish guns throughout the house. Um, he always, always managed alone time with each child and told his wife, Patricia, whose kids they really were, you know, he just adopted wow. them, that, you know, he needed to bond with the kids. You know, he needed to bond them? with them. Well, again, they don't, they're, where's this woman at? This this always yeah. gets to me. Too. Where was her her maternal instinct bonding yeah. with the children? I know, but I guess we'll get to that too. But geez, you know, you just wonder what the, was wrong with these women. You know, well, we this guy's a sicko, but how do you not how do you not pick up on something funny going on? Yeah, she, funny. she obviously she obviously. Had insight into this. There's no question about that. She's uh, and, probably and, afraid and, of him too, I guess. Oh but. my God! I mean, this guy was, uh, you know, Mister Hyde all the way. This is, you know, this is the monster. This is the boogeyman uh, that's sexually driven. Mm-hmm. You know, he took the kids to parks for mm-hmm. this alone time bonding time. He sexually abused them there behind you trees. Know? He'd have them perform. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep. He took them to his office, uh, you know, and uh, had them, uh, you know, perform sexual acts in his office. He would bring them there under the guise of uh, cleaning or dusting or something. Right, right, he would take advantage of them, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Margaret was uh, a very sad, sad case. Margaret was a little girl. Uh, one of Patricia's daughters that he adopted. And again, he said he wanted to spend time with his adopted children to bond with them. And she had a real bad bladder condition. Very sad. And she would wet her bed. Mm-hmm. And he would stand by the bed that she wet. And, in, you know, he would tell her to go fetch the belt to beat her oh, gosh. for wetting the belt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As further punishment, he made her sleep, you know, uh, around it and in it, you know, um, and didn't care. I mean, mm-hmm. in fact, in fact, at times he took her from the bed and to punish her worse, she wasn't allowed to have a bed. She had to sleep on a cement floor. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there were times he didn't even uh, change the bed or didn't have his wife change the bed. Now, how, now how would his wife not know something was going on if this guy is not even really uh, allowing her to take care of the bed and take care of the child? Well, exactly. You know? And you have to wonder, like, what, what was uh, keeping her from stepping up and, you know, getting those kids out of there? 
And, you know, Margaret, Margaret's coming forward now. Yeah. You know, Margaret and these other kids, they're the ones that are older now, and they're talking about this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming out. Right, yeah, then and, currently we're talking. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She said when, Margaret said when, uh, when she was 12, he, Cooper gave her an option of, uh, I don't have to beat you, he said, there are other ways to punish you. Uh, and he forced her to perform oral sex, eventually intercourse. You know, at home he had to be, would come into her room and strip her down, made her use a vibrator. I mean, she was, this is then she was, by then she was 13, but right, she's talking about all this stuff now. Just, how do you be, grow up like this? And I, one of them, a couple of them, I think, or one of them, or two of them, were trying to notify the school counselors that, you know, what was going on at home, but nothing got done about it. No, no, they didn't do anything. And, nothing. and again, you know, you're dealing with a, uh, Sadistic, pedophilic, uh, psychopath here. I mean, this guy actually hit Margaret over the head and knocked her unconscious with this big wooden spoon and broke it. Then he also, you know, uh, struck her so hard with his uh, fist that he knocked her out, cutting her face because he had a diamond ring on his fist when he punched her in the face. Now, you know, the mother was aware of this physical abuse. Okay. Yeah. I she mean, she had to be. She had to see the bruises. You yeah. Know, at the very and, least. You know, and and uh, you know, again, we got to go back to her. You know, she did not. At this point, there was nothing she did. I mean, having fun was not even allowed in the house. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, enjoying and playing games was not permitted. It was forbidden. So one of the kids would always have to stand guard and keep watch right. while the others were playing to see if he was coming home. How because sad. if this guy showed up and he caught them playing or having fun, I mean, they were in for a torturous night. Right. And this, all of this was really for nothing. Why were these kids even, you know, why were the punishment? There was no crime. There really was no crime, what they did. You know, for having fun, he'd come home and, 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 and beat them and rape them and whatever other sick things he did to them. It just makes no sense. And what makes this guy tick? It's power and con- control, John? Humiliation? What is it? And what sadism. It? Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's a, a sadist. So I mean, he's a sadist. I mean, this guy gets off seeing people in pain, not only having the power and control, like a lot of pedophiles and having that sexual connotation. But mm-hmm. this guy was into the pain. He, he liked to see people suffer. He we made do. them crawl on the floor to pick up lint. That's so, right. So right. he wouldn't That's be right. disturbed by the vacuum cleaner while he was watching gun smoke. Correct. How's, you know, really? And the one boy he assaulted, I don't know the name here, Jason. Was it yep. Jason? Yeah. He spoke out. He whipped him, stripped him, tied him to a bed. He, he raped him with an electric cattle prod. And had anal sex with them. An electric cattle prod. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're ever talking evil, I mean, what kind of a mind is this guy? In a hundred uh, hours of counseling and he's, he's better? He's better. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. better. No, I, I don't care how old this guy is. This guy should never be allowed out in public because I'll tell you what. This guy's going to get out, and when he gets out, he's going to be hanging around a park or something. I'm going to tell you. At the age mm-hmm. has nothing. I'm, I've only seen these guys get worse. It's sad. I've only seen them get worse. As the older they get, I haven't seen them get better. I only see them. Uh, I only see them get worse. I mean, 
you know, the mother finally picked up and left Cooper when Margaret was like around 11 years old. Finally, I guess. I don't know what I am, you know. But here's the funny thing. She marries one of Cooper's friends. Oh, you God. Jeez, oh, really? She marries <laughs> one of Cooper's friends. Now, if you want to talk about, if you want to talk about post-traumatic stress, right? So yeah. the mother leaves. She marries one of Cooper's friends. She takes the kids. Margaret goes with her. Okay, Margaret's his, uh, you know, biggest play toy, and uh, he tortures her the most, this uh, sick, sadistic uh, son of a bitch. And the guy that she runs away with and marries, Cooper's friend, molests Margaret. He molests Margaret. Oh, that's, you, know, you just can't make this stuff up. Wow. Margaret turns around, says, I want to go back with my father. Really? As bad oh. as Cooper was to her, she wants to go back with him, and she does. Mm. She said she would, be ra she would rather be beaten than molested by this other guy that the mother ran away with. Now, obviously, you could see how sick the mother is here. Yeah, absolutely. Who yes, she's gravitating know. towards. Mm -hmm. You know, and probably the only reason she left Cooper wasn't because of the kids. It was because she became more attracted to this new guy, this friend of Cooper's. Yeah. And it was all about her. It wasn't about the kids. At this time, when Margaret decides to come back, guess what? Cooper has a new son and wife, a Barbara and Walter. He marries again. He marries again. He marries a woman with a little boy. See, this guy, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a little yeah. boy or a little girl. I mean, you know, he he's sexually uh, he's sexually focused and and uh, extremely statistic. He you know he doesn't discriminate about gender. Is this the woman this this wife you're talking about now? The one he moved to England with. Because the, the heat was on him. Because finally, I mean, these kids were telling cops, social workers, school counselors, nothing was getting done. But I think it was the friend of one of the girls, one of his uh, stepdaughters, that he abused. And something, the heat started getting hot for him. So he he ran to England to avoid Canadian law. And I don't know if it was this wife he went with that you're talking about or not. But at some point, that's how he got busted. One of the girls made her way to England to find him and turn him into the uh, Canadian authorities, and they came and got him. That's how yeah. they, that was the story on how they picked him up. But uh, he's because something was going on. They were he was under suspicion, and he ran. He ran. Yeah, he took off. Uh, one of the girls uh, really decided to make it her business uh, to turn him in, and um, you know it was. Uh, connected to England. There's no question about yeah, it. Yeah, he was over there. That's for sure. And this Patricia, mm -hmm. Patricia, uh, turns around and, uh, has a boy. I don't know if you know, it's not a baby boy yeah. named Morgan James Cooper. She had a, she had a boy with him. Okay. And Morgan lived with his father for only a year. This is before Patricia took off with that other guy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. When he was nine, now this is this is Cooper's child who only lived with him for a year. All right? And you're talking mm -hmm. about, you know, we've talked 
you know, uh, over some different shows, some past shows about genetics. He was nine years old. He was arrested for breaking into homes. Now, this is Cooper's son. When he was 24 years old, he preyed on women. Mm. You know, he took pictures of women in their houses. He was stalking them. He was peeping through windows. Uh, then he got more bolder, as these guys usually get. And then he started to invade their houses when they were sleeping, waking them up, getting a thrill from the fear he saw in their face. And then, again, he progressed. So he progressed from looking in windows and taking pictures to stalking, to breaking in, to waking them up in the bedroom. And this guy only lived with him for a year? For a year. So they say, again, we got to get back to this mother. How sick was this mother, too? Oh, uh, yeah. Because so have- this guy's off. See, his whole focus is on women. This guy, his son's focus is on humiliating and scaring uh, and, and torturing women. Okay? So he, he eventually ends up raping them. He starts raping them. Mm-hmm. Like he father, his, like son. Huh? Oh, this, this, this guy, this kid would have gone off. Uh, I don't think we've heard the last of him. Okay, he got five years in prison, but I'm sure uh, he'll be out. We haven't heard the last of him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, his break-ins um, ended after he raped the lady with a knife, and then he was caught in a, a stolen car. He was arrested. He got five years. He raped a mother of two while holding a knife at her face. Three weeks later, he raped a single mom threatening you know, her sleeping baby if she did not do what he wanted her to do. He has sexually assaulted teens, a number of teens at knife point. You gotta think there's a demon seed being passed along with this. Yeah, guy. I mean this is evil. This is absolutely this is like evil, evil energy or and something. And if he only got one year of life with this with the father, the bastard that he was, he, you know, he wasn't influenced by one year old. There has to be more to this picture, like you said, the mom. Something's going on there. And maybe there is a genetic connection. I don't know. But uh you'd have to wonder how does a kid turn into that when he wasn't even around the father who was the the king of all of this creep, yeah. creepness and the torture. And, you know, we're always talking, is it nature or is it nurture? No. You know, so here you got yeah, and, and even on one of the shows you asked me, you ever heard of a serial killer whose father was a serial killer? And I did run into one off the top of my head. I can't think who it is. But right here, you have definitely a uh, rapist and sex offender a hardcore sex offender whose father was a rapist and hardcore sex offender. So, is that you know, the only yeah. uh, biological kid he had? He had a another child later on. Uh-huh. Uh, but How do they this, live like this? Having kids left and right. He buys farms. He, he moves to. I mean, and this guy had to. You're right. He had to have money. I just don't. I can't get this. Like how he can just do all these things, and you know, the rest of us in the world are struggling to make a living. And this guy's going around torturing, killing, buying farms, raping, having babies, marrying this one, that one. It's very, very confusing. Yeah, and we need to talk about this farm a little bit, too, because uh, that that's really a shocker. But getting back to his son, it took another six years after his arrest 
for the authorities to connect his DNA to six more assaults with the weapon that they had no idea that he committed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're thinking it's, uh, he racked up, I think, 150 convictions by the time they were done with them. No kidding. Hold yeah. on to that thought, John. we got to take right. a real quick break again. We'll be back for round three. Thanks for sticking around, everybody. This is Crime and Reason. We'll be right back. By the year 2020, depression will be the world's second highest diagnosed medical condition in the world following heart disease. Millions of people are suffering with depression and sadness. People ask, is depression treatable? What's causing this epidemic and what can we do about it? Psychotherapist Leo J. Battenhausen's book, Defeating Depression, The Calm and Sense Way to Find Happiness and Satisfaction, has helped thousands of people reclaim their lives. He's a licensed clinical social worker and clinical alcohol and drug counsellor. Leo J. Battenhausen shows people how to identify, address and overcome common misconceptions about life that cause many to live in misery. The book that has a five-star rating on Amazon.com is filled with priceless information to quickly bring the reader into a brighter frame of mind and assist in enjoying life to its fullest. Defeating Depression, the common sense way to find happiness and satisfaction by Leo J. Battenhausen. Available at select bookstores, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. It will change your life. Welcome back to Crime and Reason on TalkZone.com. Here are your hosts, John Kelly and Leo Battenhausen. Welcome back, everybody. I'm just uh, jumping here into uh, this Morgan, and this is Cooper's son. And all these convictions that he racked up, 150 convictions, he was rejected and denied by the parole board in uh, Canada. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I mean, this guy, this kid was just like you said, he was like the demon seed. He, like he has to be. Seed. I mean, right. Good Lord. It's hard to fathom that this came from, well, it's not hard to fathom. Who knows? 150 convictions. Well, thank God for DNA. Yeah, yeah, that, that really grabbed me. And with the weapon. See, at what point, what's amazing to me is we don't have any murders by the son that we know of, and we don't have any murders by the father that we know of. See, this is amazing to me because these guys are leaving witnesses all over the place, and this type of person usually doesn't do that. At some point, mm-hmm. they start to, uh, you know, practice witness disposal and get rid of witnesses. That way, you know, there's nobody to go to court and testify against them. Right? It is interesting. Nobody could, nobody went forward with this or, you know, he didn't get caught. I mean, it's hard to wonder, like, what about these victims? Nobody, he, he just kept getting away with it? Is that what we know? Yeah, he kept getting away with it for so long. Then finally... Um, you know, uh, this Patricia. Now, you remember her. She had the kids there during all this torture, and then she took off with his friend and married his friend. But her daughter, Margaret, came back to the house and lived with Cooper for a while. You know, this Patricia has the gall. When she finds out, and this will give you some idea on how sick this woman was and is. When she learned that Cooper was involved with Barbara, and Barbara was a divorcee from England, where 
somebody ran off with, ran mm-hmm. back to. But anyway, she was the one from England. This Patricia turns around and says to this Barbara that you better not get mixed up with him because he's a pedophile. Now, it took all this time for this Patricia uh-huh. <laughs> to come up with this after her kids were extremely abused yeah. for years by this guy. And the guy she leaves him for and marries his friend, turns around and molests Margaret. Exactly. And Margaret runs back to this guy. You talk about post-traumatic stress. You know, I mean, she felt safer going back to this Cooper than being around this new guy. Yeah, that, At yeah. least she knew a little bit about this Cooper guy, you know, and I figured, right. figured she might be able to uh, manipulate the situation somehow. Who knows what was in her. Well, that's her, the uh, thing. People, because they're more comfortable and the devil we know is better than the devil we don't know. That's right? a good way to put it. That's an excellent way to put it. I mean, because this young girl's so traumatized, you know, for her to make any decision like this is just... Uh, Sad and scared that she had to make a decision like this, you know. I mean, uh, you know, this guy would turn around and just, uh, you know, wear nothing but a bathrobe around the house, you know, and flash himself to the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't he put ice cream all over his body at one point, too, and have the kid lick it off of him or something? Yeah, Elaine did that to Elaine, you know, when, when he... You know, and then he would he would tuck them into bed. He liked to tuck them into bed. But this Elaine, you know, she talked about how she def- defied him. She said she was strong and would stare him down across the dinner table, which yeah, would make yeah. him absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and his punishment, you know, for her defiance, he would have the other kids hold her down, and he would beat her. You know, and he wrote bitch on her stomach in uh, permanent black magic marker. And he drew bullseyes around her breasts. I mean, this is how sick this guy was. And he had her own her own brothers and sisters hold her down. Where's the mother? Where is the the mother mother doing here? Absolutely. You can't make this up. You know, I mean, this is just incredible. That this gets worse and worse the more you, you get into it. You can't make it up. You can't no. make it up. And, and, and thank God the authorities finally got him. She said it was control that he was interested in and it was humiliation. Perhaps it was sexual for him at times. Well, what do you say with your I, I say, I say this guy again is a pedophile, a sadistic pedophilic psychopath who got off on pain and torturing children and also uh, would be considered a, uh, a lust pedophile. I mean, he, he was focused on the sex. He was focused on the torture. He was focused on the physical abuse. He was focused on the power. He was focused on the control. This guy did everything except murder somebody. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and, 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 uh, that amazes me that a guy would do all this, but yet he left witnesses. And that's how he got his 30 years. Yeah. Well, that's not right. He left witnesses, you know? Sure. And, you and, know. and then, uh, then he turns around and we were talking about the farm. I mean, he, as you said earlier, 
he and his wife Barbara would call uh, the school and tell the teacher that the kids needed to be homeschooled because they had too much work on the farm. Right. So sometimes right. teacher went along with it, sometimes the teacher didn't. But he'd have these kids up in the morning, like 4.30, 5 o'clock, before school, the days they went to school, off to the farm, take care of all the animals in the farm. Now they are stinking and smelling of, of, of manure and animals and everything a farm yeah. has to bear when you're feeding animals. And the bottom line is, you know, he would not allow them to shower. So he sends them yeah. off to school without a shower. No. And the, did they notice that at the school? They noticed that at the school. They didn't do anything about it. Again. The kids, the kids were humiliated. Of course. You know, I, I, mean, I mean, they were made fun of by the other kids. I mean, uh, I mean, they were just uh, alienated by all the other kids. I mean, it was so shameful and humiliating and disgusting. And, uh, you know, add that abuse on top of... Uh, you know, this physical abuse right. that so they went through. He, 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 the abuse continued past him. He would end, have, make them endure, you know, that, that humiliation and that uh, constant teasing. And for a kid, that's maybe equally as torturous as this guy was. I don't know. You know, when I have your friends making fun of you and pointing at you and, oh, I can't even imagine. You know, it just makes me wonder, too, like, what keeps these kids on? Why don't they run? You know, and you hear this, you know, these stories a lot about these kids that are in such situations. None, none is nearly as sick and demented as this guy, but, well, I guess the, the kids tried to tell authorities, but they seem to, they, these bastards get away with it all the time. Nobody listens. Well, the other part of it, too, is the teachers should have picked up on this. Yeah. I mean, this, even if the kids aren't telling, because kids are scared to tell because the parents say to them, if you tell anybody... Well, he would tell you if you told anybody, I'll kill you. Yeah. And I'll yeah. kill your mother or something. But also, you know, I could hear the parents saying, listen, if you tell anybody, they're going to take you away and you're never going to see us again and you're going to be in a prison or something. Mm -hmm. Little child doesn't know. It's like you said earlier. What did you say? The demon you're familiar with is. The devil it, you know is. Yeah, the devil, devil you, you know. know. Yeah. I mean, there it is. That describes it perfectly, you know. I mean, and and it wasn't five o'clock that he got these kids up. I made a mistake. It was four o'clock in the morning, and he took them to that farm. And if they didn't work hard enough on that farm and they didn't keep moving, he went after them with a cattle prod. He would electrocute them with a cattle prod. You know, I mean, it was just unbelievable. You know, and he got, uh, only got thirty years for this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and and this one girl, Eileen, he told her that uh, she was his sex pet. You know, I mean, it was just unbelievable, just unbelievable yeah. the abuse that these people went through. You know, yeah, and for what? For yeah. what? For this guy is sick, demented, evil mind. You know, these are the type of people you just you you can't punish enough if you could get their, your hands on them. You know, just want to see them suffer. But 30 years sitting in a jail cell. Canada's pretty liberal, though. And I guess if this is what the best they could do, I got to give them that. I mean, at least they saw how they gave them the maximum sentence. But, they, you know, they're very liberal in Canada. They don't 
There's no death penalty. There's nothing like this. But again, he didn't kill anybody. The, the question always comes up again. And you hear it. Should there be a death penalty for pedophiles? Yeah, and and again, it's uh, you know pedophiles to do what? See, there's pedophiles. Uh, I hate to use this word, but is uh, that are more of a soft conditioning, like a priest type yeah. pedophile. You know, we're a, a, a touching pedophile, molesting pedophile versus this guy, which is a sadistic pedophile and, you know, gets his jollies off uh, with sex. I mean, yeah. he, he gets a lot of sexual gratification from the sex uh, that he's getting from these children, plus the violence. He's incorporating the sex and violence. I mean, this, right. this is just like a serial killer. I mean, I, I don't know how, again, and maybe he has killed people we don't know. But well, that's possible. Who the heck knows, right? We have no idea. We don't know much about his past. No, he yeah. definitely does. You know, I mean, he was really into, uh, you know, just about everything. I mean, he, you name it, he did it. Um, finally, the one girl got away, Christine, and uh, she reported him. And, um, you know, she she paid no attention to her mother and just reported and went after. Now all the kids are coming forward and, uh, you know, they're doing a lot of talking because uh, they don't want this guy out. They don't want him out. They don't think he can suffer enough. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, they just don't want him back into uh, back into society. I mean, he is the boogeyman as far as they're concerned. He yeah. is. He is the boogeyman. He is the monster under the bed, on top of the bed, in the closet, everywhere you look. I, mean, I can't imagine growing up with a monster like this in your house that would do such horrible things. And you can't imagine a man that would do such horrible things to a child for his own sick satisfaction. It's, it's, yeah, and, and continue to run businesses, you know, continue to run businesses. Yeah, well. I mean, I mean, you know, unbelievable. And he is uh, the the extremity of the the, the worst of pedophiles. Canada got it right. Next week when we come back, I want to focus, John, on on female pedophiles, a totally different uh, animal than we've been talking about here tonight. You know, a lot different uh, in their approach and a lot different motivations. And um, the news is full of them. I just got an article that I think like five women – Five adult women were recently convicted down in Florida for uh, abusing uh, uh, children, male children. So uh, we got a lot to talk about on that end too next week. Very interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm very interested in getting in, getting into that yeah. because this is so new. In fact, Leo, do they have a diagnosis out yet? I mean, I, I, I think they're just researching this. They don't even have a diagnosis for this new type of female predator, do they? They do not, but we're gonna. I'm gonna diagnose them, and we're gonna diagnose them next week. Okay. I think we'll have the answers. But folks, thanks so much for tuning in tonight. Um, This is Crime and Reason. Check out our website, please, at crimeandreason.com. That's crimeandreason.com. Send us any messages or any cases you might want us to cover. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Stay safe out there.